Welcome back! This is Tea in a Good Book, Episode 5, Negadarkling Duck. We're going to go over the page, over the pages, 199 to 308 of the book Shadow and Bone by Lee Bardugo. Um, just as a reminder, be prepared for spoilers. We are almost done with Shadow and Bone. There will be a lot of spoilers if you have not been reading along, like how Darkling Duck shifts into Negadarkling Duck. And on that note, Emma... What tea are you drinking? I am drinking a peach oolong tea, which I stole from Morgan because I forgot to make tea. <laughs> it's a really good tea. I like it. It's really good. And I am drinking a tea called Wonderland that I got online. And it has sprinkles in it, which is really cool. <laughs> it, it, sounds, it sounds and looks magical. It like, really is magical. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Okay. All right, so to start the podcast, it is currently December 18th, so we decided to exchange Christmas presents. Yes. So, Emma, here's yours. Oh, okay. Do you have a, a preference of which one I should open first? No. Okay. Just open whichever one first. Okay, I'm going to open this one first. They're also, can I just say before I open them, they are wrapped amazingly. Morgan is like... I was so scared about, like, wrapping Morgan's presents, because Morgan taught me how to wrap presents. <laughs> yeah, Morgan did. is incredible at wrapping presents, and I was so nervous about wrapping presents for Morgan. <laughs> Anyways, let's see what's in here. I'm excited. I just really like wrapping presents. I'm so excited for you to open this one. I think it's perfect for... <laughs> Okay, I, this is a podcast, so I should probably tell you what I'm opening. It's Tea Hippie Ravenclaw Brew Black Tea. It has black tea, blueberry, and cornflower. I love it. Thank you I so much. I was like, <laughs> I like, I had this feeling, like, I was like, damn, what should I get Emma? And then I was like, we have a podcast about tea. <laughs> I love this so much. Okay, I'll have to remember to make this next time. Yes, please. I will 100% I'm so curious. I'll probably and just drink so it. Just so you know. The tea that I'm currently drinking um, is actually a sample from Tea Hippie. Uh, so that's why I was like, I should actually order this for myself. Because I really like it. So I'm excited for you to try I'm yours. Excited. I'll I'll definitely drink it next podcast. It probably won't be my first time drinking it because I'm yeah. sure I'll be drinking it. Like, as soon as I get home, I'll probably be making myself tea. Okay. That is so valid. So now there's another thing here. Yes. And I'm going to open it now. Okay. I don't... I'm a very gentle present opener, so this might take a while. I... <laughs> I, like, try to be, but then I'm not. <laughs> I was like, I don't like... To, I feel bad. I don't know. Especially when everything's wrapped nicely. I'm like, I feel bad, so I want to open everything as delicately as possible. Let's see. Oh, it's my <laughs> Thank you. Because I, I know you said that you haven't read it yet. Yeah. And I was like, well, we're almost done with Shadow and Bone. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we could read that next. That sounds good. So yeah, I was like, I'm gonna get John Green for you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, so I have your presents now. These ones okay. do have to be opened in a certain order, and okay. it's not the order that they're in. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I would open the tiny one on top first. Okay. So far, that seems like it's in order. <laughs> All right. So far, but I'm so. I love this wrapping paper. So everyone knows the wrapping paper that Emma chose has penguins on it. <laughs> and it makes me so happy. Oh my god, it's an Andy's mint. <laughs> you have to open the little mint tin that it's 
please let this be exactly what I'm thinking it is. <laughs> it is exactly what I'm thinking it is! Oh my god! <laughs> so, so... Okay, so at work, you know when you um, take out... If you work in, like, a retail position, when you take out, like, used, done, like, receipt papers. So, I like to take the little, like, plastic thing that's on the inside, and I like to just, like, step on it, because it makes a really nice crunch. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, I wrapped one in an Altoids mint tin. I... I also stole the mint tin from work. It's the reason all of the mints no longer fit in the mint tin, because there's two things of mints. I just (laughs) shoved them all in there. I love this. I can't wait to put on shoes solely so I can front this. Good. I bet it's going to sound really good here, too. I'm so ready. Okay, now the bottom one. Bottom one. Okay. I stacked them in size order, but then I was like, this is not the order that they need to be opened in. It's okay. I'm sorry, I'm removing your ribbon. The ribbon is beautiful. (laughs) (gasps) Oh my god. Oh my god. It's Hunchback and Notre Dame. (laughs) Wait, I see my son Quasi. Oh my god. Oh my god. (gasps) Wow. (laughs) I've always wanted to go out there, and it's a golden book. I'm, I, oh my god, I'm in actual tears. Esmeralda looks beautiful, but that's, oh my god. I'm literally quaking. What Morgan just opened is, it's a paperback children's book of Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yes. And I love it. I'm, I'm ready to go out there. All right. What is this? <laughs> they have this? Oh my god. This is my first pop figure. <laughs> Would you like to tell the podcast? So Emma got me a pop figure of Quasimodo. I didn't even know they had a pop figure of him. I have a fun story about this. So I saw this a few months ago and I was like, okay, keep that in the back of my mind for Christmas. Um, earlier this year they discontinued it. And they were going to make it, they're releasing a new one in like January or February. So uh-huh. I had to like scour Amazon to try to find oh it. Oh my god. <laughs> and I it's like it. a summer convention limited. Oh my god, Emma. <laughs> Emma. <laughs> oh my god, you're so good at gift giving. <laughs> I literally can't wait to put this with all my other figures. For the note, for all the listeners, I have a bunch of anime figures. So. This is gonna. Oh my god, Emma! <laughs> Emma, you got me my son! My boy! Oh my god. I'm in tears. I. <laughs> ah! I'm so happy. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> of course, I'm gonna like this. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't even know that they had a pop figure of Quasi. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas! Hi, Mom. We can't hug you because we're sitting too far apart. I know. It's okay. <laughs> we're, we can hold hands. Hand hugs are close <laughs> enough. All right. So let's dive into this book. <sighs> 
So now to the book. <laughs> There's so much to unpack. There's, okay, this is like the last podcast was like a, us trying to pull something out of a bunch of nothingness. There is so much happening. There, I literally, I. So let's let's just start off chapter fourteen. We like the last thing we'd been talking about in the podcast was they're getting ready for this. I think they call it the ball, winter ball, kind of whatever uh, it was. It's it like a spring. Was it spring? Spring ball kind of thing. I they called it, it like the feet, or at least that's how I read it. It was uh, F E T E. And I was like, I don't know how to say that, so I'm just going to call it the feet. <laughs> yep. Oh, so, no. The winter feet. No, I was wrong. You were right. It is the winter feet. The winter ball, kind of. Yeah, it's like the end of winter and like all of the... So this party is like absolutely crazy. But before we get the party, um, we learned some very interesting information from Genya. Yes. Okay. Like, I specifically wanted to make a note to talk about it. Yes. And I'm glad I did because I might have forgotten. But, okay, so I started in my little notes to myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> um, it's okay. okay. So basically what we find out is that um, part of Genya being a servant to the queen is that essentially the king has raped her before. Yes. He rapes pretty court members because he likes pretty things. Yes. Which is, it also makes sense why... She was trying to make Alina pretty, but not too pretty. Yeah. Before. Um, basically, what I said in my notes was a rapist count for this podcast. So this is right yes. over at one. Yes. Well, we'll see how... We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Also, she had a quote about, be careful of powerful men, which was just that, the biggest move. <laughs> I literally... Okay. I straight up have, like, a note that's just exclamation points next to that because <laughs> that is such a powerful quote and I feel like especially nowadays with the me too movement and everything like that is a quote that like all women need to hear oh yeah so I I was really excited about that and even on that same page um Alina um uh, after hearing about this Alina puts her arm around Genya and she's all like um and they're talking about um, how, like, all the other Grisha kind of, like, are aware of what happened. And Alina's like, this kind of sucks. But she's like, they don't matter. You're worth all of them put together. And I don't know. I feel like that's one of the first things or first time that um, Genya has heard something like that. Because I'm sure she probably doesn't get that from anybody yeah yeah so Genya like is amazing i love Genya. yeah i have uh, god and can we also talk about that one part <laughs> this is before we find out about that um but when genya has finished putting on her putting um her hair up and alina has put on her kef her black silk kefta and alina takes her to zoya's room <laughs> and basically Zoya out of her own room <laughs> and also steals her mascara and steals her mascara <laughs> like can we talk about how hilarious that is it's absolutely hilarious I love it I literally wrote a note saying mama Genya pulling through <laughs> because I'm sorry but that's truly a mom moment and that is so iconic and I'm 
Also, can we talk about the black Kefta? Because, like... Okay. Okay, like, in yeah. the moment of reading it, you're. I was like, finally. Like, because at first she's like, no, I'm not going to wear black Kefta. I'm going to wear blue. And I was like, no, this idiot should be in a black Kefta. So I was like, oh, okay, cool, finally. She's yeah. wearing, like, black Kefta because she's, like, powerful. Yeah. And then... We're gonna we'll talk about yeah my my opinions have changed. Um, I mean I actually wasn't too excited about her getting a black kefta. I mean the I could already see the costume and like it probably is absolutely beautiful on her, but I do almost wish that she stayed in a blue one. But I think that just sticks with my opinion of me just really preferring, like her, since knowing where she's coming from and just wanting to stick in. Yeah. She probably just, it probably would have been better for her too, but also knowing future events and yeah. knowing that she's literally performing. Um, it makes sense. It makes sense. But yeah, yeah, I do kind of, I don't know. I bet it looks amazing in thy mind's eye, mm-hmm. but uh, I just, I wish she still had that blue one. Yeah. She probably, knowing future events, but, like, she probably would have stayed day-to-day in a blue kefta. Yeah. But. But. It was just, it was, like, for the party. It also made sense because they were performing together. Yeah. She's not performing with the rest of the group, so. Yeah. I mean, she kind of does a little, when they're doing their, they make, like, this whole, like, mist cloud thing, and she, like, shoots a little bit of light to make a rainbow. Yeah, that was and, really like, cute. It's, I, it, oh, it's so cute. <laughs> you know what I also kind of wish? Like, even if she didn't wear black, if she wore, like, a different color. Yeah, or, like, if they had her been... in, like, yellow or white, like, she got her yeah. own color, would have been cool. Yeah, and she still had the Darkling's, like, sun symbol, like yeah. he has. That would have been awesome. Also, her wearing white and, like, or maybe, like, white and silver with him in, like, the black and the gold would have looked that would have been so good. So good. Oh, my god. That would have been gorgeous. Oh, I can already see it. Oh, man, I kind of wish that happened <laughs> instead. I'm almost upset. It's okay, because you can talk about the next scene where the Darkling and Alina... Okay, I got <laughs> so excited. <laughs> I'm sorry. But that makeout sesh was very passionate <laughs> on both, like, sides. And what it was also just, it was nicely written. Let's be real here. I mean, the fact that she, um, Lee just put so much passion into the Darkling's character um, and how he just, like, he doesn't want it to do it. But he's still like, I want Alina, but I should be in the war room finding out about the stag. Yeah. I mean, actually, with the later chapters, it even makes more sense why he's like, I should be doing this, but I want Alina. Like, yeah. In the mo- in, when you're reading, you're like, oh, yes, because he's attracted to her. But then... But then it's a little different. Then you'll find out that it's not. I still have this feeling... Regardless, that he is still somewhat. He's probably, especially her, tra- yeah. her, she has a strong power which makes her attractive to him. Yes. So. Especially after what we find out from Bagra. Bagra. In a moment. <laughs> In a moment, because 
Alright, okay, so I do have... Before we get into that, I have a couple... Because, so, Fedyer, who... Fedyer, Fjord. <laughs> um, he comes back very brief, very briefly. Very briefly. Very briefly, and I got so excited. I was like, yay! I, I know, I got It was excited. one of those... I think I even have a comment in my book, like... If we can't have Mal, at least we have uh, we have Fedyer back. I know, and then he like, then we don't have him back, and it yeah. made me so sad. Also, so like the apparatus trying to like tell her something after the makeout session, and like she walks away, and I want to know what it was. Yeah. Especially after reading chapter nineteen, I want to know what it was. Yeah. What? I have some theories that I'll get into later, but like what he wants with her. Yeah, I I'm curious. What was he going to tell her? And, like, what is everything... Like, does he know what we now know? Does, has I he feel known like this? he does. And, like... I don't... I just don't know whose side he's on. I have a hunch. But I don't know. Oh, we'll get yeah. into that later. Because... Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about what his character yeah. is going to bring now that we're at the point in the story that we're at. Yes, but so I need to talk about the fact that in chapter 14, Mal comes back. Yes. <laughs> Mal, who I've been talking about for since the beginning of the podcast that I've been in love with, he comes back. And like, oh my gosh, I was so excited. Like Alina runs up and hugs him and like I wanted to run up and hug him. I was so excited. Yes. But then she like fights with him and yells at him and like I wanted to punch her so much I'm like no I okay like I wanted to punch her but I also kind of wanted to punch him yeah because the whole thing was so I was just like guys just kiss and make up it was <laughs> like... a lot of jealousy happening yeah. especially on Mal's end of things yeah which like he confirms later <laughs> yeah and like he has every right to be like that yeah I mean he literally it doesn't help that we also find out that her letters are being intercepted she's not yeah he's not reading anything from her she doesn't know what's going on with him so like there's a lot of harsh feelings between the two of them already. Yeah, so basically they fight, and she has some line about, like, I don't think I'm ever gonna see him again, which doesn't happen, thankfully. Yes, but thankfully. that hurt. I, I definitely really wrote hurt. a threat in the book. I'm like, if that happens, I might burn this book. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, Mal is the main reason I'm reading this book. <laughs> so fair. So fair at this point, honestly. I love Mal. Um, I, I love Mal. Yeah. <laughs> there... It is... <laughs> It is really sad that they, um, that they didn't, like, I don't know. I really, I'm really sad that they didn't, like, just get back together like usual. But he also does say, like, he's the one I feel like really is kind of a foreshadow for what happens is his line, he's all over you. Yeah. On page 230. And it's just like, oh my god. And then Alina's all like, he owns us all. I'm just like, yeah. well, that was some foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. Um, yikes. Yikes. I mean, very serious moment, but still, yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do like that they had that very nice bit of foreshadowing regardless. Um, so chapter 15 is where things, in my opinion, start getting good. Yes. 
Yes. That so... I can definitely agree with. Um, Bagra? Bagra. Bagra. So basically, if you haven't read it, um, Alina's back in her room crying because she got in a fight with Mal. And Bagra comes to her room and basically says, you need to get out of the castle right now. Yes. She's like, okay, get out. Like, it's time to go. And Alina's like, what do you mean? Yeah. What is going on? Um, and we find out that the Darkling is not a good person. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it makes me very sad. Yeah, he... So before, I don't know if we talked about the Black Heretic before, but basically earlier in the series, or like in the series, in the book, they talk about the Black Heretic was um, the Darkling, like several, like several Darklings before this Darkling is what they say. Um, and he created the fold where all of the Volcra live, like this cre- the place where Alexi dies, yes. the place where Mal and Alina almost die, where, where Alina finds out she has powers. All of that happens in the fold. Can we also talk... Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Before we go on, can we talk about the Volcra? I... Like... What? (laughs) (laughs) The fact that those are people. Yeah. Like, normal people. Yeah. That is horrifying. Oh yeah, I have a whole theory about how... Because you are saying you don't think Alexi is dead. I don't think Alexi's dead. I think he's a Volcra. Yeah. No, I think he's that's, totally a Volcra I now. think that somehow she's going to be able to recognize him. I'm trying yeah. to... I was trying to go back and see what distinguishing features he has to see, like, all of a sudden she's going to... I think she's going to encounter a Volcra, and it's going to have some distinguishing fi- like feature of Alexi. Yeah. And she's just going to know. Yeah. And I... If... Since we know that Volcra are really sensitive to light... So, I have a feeling she's going to end up killing him. She's going to go and see, and she's going to recognize that it's Alexi. And that That breaks my heart. I miss Alexi so much! (laughs) But the Volcra, like, men, women, and children. Yeah. And that's just horrifying. It really is. And I'm glad that the Darkling, like, totally regrets everything from that, but it's still just, like, yikes. Well, he, okay, so we should probably, yeah, he, the Darkling currently is, oh, so he the was the Black Heretic. the Black Heretic. Yeah, we're skipping ahead a bit. He created the fold he wanted to use as a weapon, and he, um, basically he didn't account for whatever he did turned all the people into the Volcra. Yeah. And basically, he wants to use Alina as a weapon to get rid of the Volcra so he can control everything, which is why he's been looking for, like, the this special Morozova's herd so he can, like, basically, he can't have, um, what is it called? An amplifier. An amplifier, thank you. But he can put an amplifier on her... And essentially control her, and she becomes his weapon. Yes. Which is... That's horrifying. So Bagra's saying all this, and Alina's kind of like, okay, you're going crazy, how do you know this? Yeah. The reason she knows this is because Bagra is his mom. (laughs) 
So, I have a really sad theory. I think the Darkling is going to kill his mom. Okay, I had a whole question about that. I was wondering, because he's going to know. Oh, yeah. He's going to know that she's the one. So, I totally have several notes in here about, like, like, was she able to save herself? Or did she sacrifice herself in trying to protect her son and Alina? Yeah. I think, I, I don't think she's going to survive. Yeah. Also, okay, I wish I had appreciated Magra more throughout. Yeah. Like, because she is so, I love her so much. Like, just, her whole characterization is just a mother's love for her child. Like, yeah. She's doing all this. She even has a line about, like, you might think I don't love my son anymore because of what I'm doing, but I do. It's because I love him that I have to keep him from, like, committing ultimate evil and try to save him before it's too late. Yeah. No, I think, like, the final, um, like, him officially going, like, bad to the bad, like, character list would be making him kill his mom and I think that's gonna happen at some point I feel like it's probably already happened and we're just gonna find out about it yeah in like we'll come into the next podcast and be like crying because Bagra's dead yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's that's Honestly. what it's gonna be <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing but that's actually gonna happen yeah so I I do have a question though about like was Bagra ever a darkling like way way back my next question is how old is that woman that's true because he is old as all heck as we learn okay but we also find out that he's faked his own death several times okay she says more times than you can count but unless the black heretic is like the oh wait hold on sorry i just had a thought what so he claims that the darkling is handed down by generation generation what if it's not what if there's if there's only ever been one Darkling? Well, because she uses her Darkling powers. That's true. But she has the same powers, but the title of the Darkling had to have started at some point. Yeah. What if it's always been him? Yeah. No, totally. Like, I, I had been thinking, like, at some point, he just kind of decided, like, he, the hit powers handed to him, he's like, cool, I'm just never gonna stop. But, like, now I'm thinking, like, Maybe, like, the power might be genetic. Like, Bagra and, like, all of their ancestors would have had this power, but he was the only Darkling. Yeah. Also, I have theories... I have a theory about who his father is. <laughs> Which I'll get into later. I'm curious about said theory. We'll get into that later, because uh-huh. the information that I'm using for this is later on in the chapters, so... We'll get okay. into that. I am really... I don't know. I'm curious about how old she is. Mm-hmm. And, like... I don't know. I really... I wonder if he's gonna immediately assume that it's her. Or if he's gonna assume that it might be somebody else. Because that's also a possibility. I would think, though, that the only person... That knows his That would power. know his power and his past... Is, is going to be the, be Bagra, so she, yeah. he's going to go right to her and be like, what did you do? And she's going to say something about, like, it's for your own good, I'm trying to save you, and then it's going to be, she's gone. Yeah. And I also, I just want to know how old he actually is. Yeah. Because he, he, he's very much lying in the beginning, where he's like, I think I'm around 100-something years old, because I think I even have a, li- a comment about, like, 
he that's not that old that he should be forgetting how old he is. He's not like thousands of years I old. I mean, to be fair though, like I know a lot of like 20-year-olds like once they pass like 24, they stop counting how old they are. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised. But also, it's just kind of like... But with the amount of things that he takes pride in knowing, yeah. you'd think he would know exactly how old he is. Yeah. Where, like, I thought originally he was trying to hide exactly how old he was because he wanted to hook up with Alina. I mean, maybe that was part of it, but now I'm pretty sure... It, or now we know it's because he's the black heretic and trying to hide the fact that he's yeah. thousands of years old. Yes. And how old is Bagra? Millions of years old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's old as dirt. Um, so I'm really curious about what's going to happen with her. And just, I want to know more about their, I guess, like, history? Question mark? Maybe that's not quite what, like, what I'm hoping for. But just, like, more about their background. Yeah. About the Darklings. About how... And why he became who he is. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm very curious. I also, I want to know, will anything happen to Genya? Because everyone knows that Alina and Genya are very close. Yeah. And is he going to be trying to find out, like, information and, like, hurt Genya? I hope he process? doesn't. But you know he will. Yeah. And I really... That's gonna break my heart. Especially since she doesn't know anything. I know. Like... Uh, yeah. My poor baby, Genya. I love you, Genya. Genya, if you're listening to this podcast, you're doing a great job, sweetheart. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry that this happened to you. Um, yeah. That was so much. Just... these, These are only the first two chapters. Like, I know, and it was so much such more. an emotional roller coaster. Like, you get so happy, and then you get, like, you're, you're really happy, and then, and then it goes downhill, and then you kind of get angry, and I'm just like... See, for me, it was the opposite. Like, I was angry, and then I was, like, so happy. <laughs> I know. Because also, can I, I just want to make a point of saying that, like, in this book series, the the really old dude that looks young, uh, but, like, isn't, and who's hitting on a young girl, is actually a manipulative, abusive, abusive person. Yes. Which is, which is, like, so, uh, which is a much better message to send than, hey, that, that, like, hundred-year-old guy that's, like, stalking you, like, watches you when you sleep. You, like like go date him like no, no. I don't, I'm not a fan of the twilight romance like setup the hey that really creepy or like that that old dude that like all of a sudden shows a lot of interest in you he's creepy like get away from him that's that's a much better message yeah. to send a young girl so yes I applaud Lee Bardugo in that yes it's, it's good I will say though I I do I am a little sad that my ship definitely sunk, because <laughs> I think that, like, I mean, it totally would have been an obvious, like, pairing together, the two of them light and dark in the most literal sense, but it's okay. I'll, <laughs> I'm fine with Mal and Alina, <laughs> but I have things to say about that, but we'll, we can get into that later. 
so like chapters 16 through 18 we're gonna kind of lump together because things happen but they're all kind of along the same theme yeah we're like it's it's very just kind of like not repetitive but it there's a what's the word i'm looking for there's a word that I'm looking for, and it's at the tip of my tongue. It's and like I... a consistent theme throughout. Yeah, it has consistency. Um, so essentially, Alina leaves the palace, and she is on the run, and she is trying to stay hidden. She's in, um, like, the forest. She's climbing mountains. She's avoiding cities as much as she can. Also, can I just talk about um, how much work like Bagra has clearly been planning this for a while she has a whole like identity for her like yeah she has like different clothes like money for her to use to like get away this is this has clearly been in the plans for a while yeah I I have where I don't know where it is but I have a line about the darkling works hard but Bagra works harder yes (laughs) she like she is working so hard. Oh no, this is where they have the whole line about um it's because I love him, I will not let him put himself beyond redemption. Yeah. But yeah, this But is... I mean, yeah, same same thing. Yeah. It oh my god. I mean, wow. She made some dumb decisions, I will say, Alina, uh-huh. when she did like visit cities. Um she yeah. But like Dang. Dang. I was on edge for a lot of this. Because I was just like, she's going to run into somebody. Like, the entire time. Even at the end of chapter 19. I was like, I have a feeling... I have a feeling they're not alone. Oh, yeah. So, like, she ends up... She's doing pretty well until she runs into this one guy. She goes into, like, a city to, like, get supplies, and it's, like, nighttime, this guy, drunk guy comes out of the bar, he's rapist number two on our count. Yeah, He's not a- he's trying to rape her. Doesn't quite get there, because Light Bright McGee decides to shine him in the eyes. <laughs> Light Bright McGee. <laughs> and then all of the- all of the Grisha guards come out and go, oh, it's you, and yeah. start chasing her. Yes. And, and, I mean, she gets away. But mainly but, that's because Mal comes and finds her. Yes. And saves her. Because Mal is amazing. Mal saves her but Oh my god. Like, literally the guy, like, another guard is about to find her. And he basically just, like, takes her away and runs with her. Yeah. That was... Okay, and I hate that they had so much awkward silence. But I know why. Because, you know, like, y- you just see your best friend for, like, the first time after, like, a giant fight and you told him basically to, like, screw off and to leave. Of course it's gonna be a little bit awkward, but, oh, God, I just, ah, and this is also when we find out that, like, letters, those are not happening. Yeah. We find out about that and Mal just really opens up to her. Mal is... I love Mal so much. He... He finally is just, like... He tells her everything that happened. He tells her, um... This, like, totally warmed my heart. But he, like... He tells her, like... 
I don't know. Like, everything that he did because he felt like he owed her something. Yeah. Like, that just... I don't know why it warmed my heart, but it did. You see, that scene also broke my heart because it's him saying, like, all of this stuff about, like, this is everything that's happened so far. Yeah. And, like, you can just tell... You can just see how broken he's become. Yeah. And, like, like I almost started crying in our break room at work. So I... I should probably explain. I read this pretty much exclusively at my work during break, like, my hour lunch. So I just sit there and read. And, like, I was just, like, on the verge of tears in the middle of my break room, hoping no one comes in. Like, hey, Emma, how are you doing? It's just like, no, 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 I can't. Yeah. Also, so, like, quite a bit before that, there's... I just love this line of Mal just being like, he's explaining about how he's been hunting Morozova's stag for the Darkling. Yes. And he just, he just has a whole cocky smile on his face. He goes, I don't think they'll find it without me. I'm like, I, I loved that. I love that so much. That was so, mm. Yes. Like, all of my notes on this page are little hearts and they just say I love Mal so, like variations of just I love Mal so much. <laughs> and that is one of them. Yeah, that's fair. Like, look, look at this. I know you guys can't look, but Morgan can look at all of my different hearts. And oh different, my god. Yeah, this is... I love that. It's a that. common theme, that I love Mal. I mean, yeah, honestly, when he comes back in, he it just really changes the game for the book. And it kind of changes the mood in a way, too, because we're not as scared, because we know that Mal can really just kind of help take care of her and get things it's like the first time we see we have hope in a while yeah like yeah things are going to be getting better yeah and i'm so happy that he found her just because it's like you know that she would not have been able to make this on her own like there's no way that she'd be able to do it by herself um and can we talk about the fact that she asks him to kill her. Okay, I... Can we talk about that for a minute? I, like... Okay, so Mal is, like, my baby at this point. I love Mal so much, and I just want to take care of him. And so I was, like... Like, I get it. The whole, like, I don't want to be used as a weapon. Yeah. And that he's the only other person there. But, like, putting him in that position... Yeah. Like, I was thoroughly upset. Like, okay, like, I get that you have to do this, but at the same time, like... How can you even hurt him like this? I'm honestly, like, I was thinking before she even, like, asked him about that. I was like, you know, Alina, if he kills you, like, he's only going to be killed. So I almost feel like it would have been better to do kind of, like, a double suicide kind of thing. Yeah. Where they both kill each other. Yeah. Very Hunger Games. Yeah, very Hunger Games, but I feel like that would have been able to just, like, one, she's not used as a weapon, and two, he's not tried for murder and treason and all this other, like, stuff. And also, he doesn't have to, like, he have that on his heart, like, yeah. that he killed his, his best, best friend. friend, that he just sacrificed everything to go protect. Yeah. Like, and... You could tell that he just genuinely doesn't want to do it. He just... He's so against it, but he knows that in that... In the case that that does happen... Like, 
he there's no other way. She's gonna have to die. Yeah. And it's just it's so heartbreaking. Like I could never imagine being in his position and having my best friend tell me, "Please kill me." Oh yeah, no. Like, that's no. That's just so oh my god. They uh, totally great. Good on you, Lee Bardugo for doing that to us. But also, Lee Bardugo, why'd you do that to us? Oh yeah. If you know what I mean, because that just, that hurt a lot. So, that's my tea on that. Makes me very sad. Oh, yeah. This is, like, also, can we talk about the whole, like, burglary scene? Okay, like. (laughs) So, like, they go into town to get supplies, and the theme of this is Alina is an idiot. This whole scene, the whole entire theme is Alina being an idiot. She, like, there's some parade happening where, like, everyone's going and, like, the duke of the town is, like, drunk and handing out food. She goes, like, right up to him in broad daylight and just gets food from him. Yes. And then she's, like, waving it around and it attracts these two guys, um, one of which is rapist number three because he makes some kind of comment about, like, um, if she doesn't have any information on who they are she'll be good for a bit of fun. Yes. So, um, basically they're like, hey, we're gonna rob you now. So they lose the rifle. The wool blanket. The wool blanket. They lose their money. Mm-hmm. So they're not able to go into any other town and get food. Mal gets hurt. Mal gets hurt. Which is the worst tragedy ever. Yes. The worst tragedy in this entire book. Alina uses her powers to get them out, which, like, it ends up saving them, but, like, it wasn't even, like, as a last resort. She just uses her powers. Yeah. And then she's very proud of herself for... She also just, like, uses her, um, Grisha training and breaks someone's nose. And her first re- response is to go, I did it! <laughs> okay, like, I understand why she would do that, though. Yeah. Because that's something I would totally do. If it's something that you kept on failing at and then all of a sudden you did it. Like, I loved that. And I did especially love Mal's comment. Like, later, after they've, uh, ran. (laughs) Mal's comment on, you break noses, and you lie. (laughs) I could not stop laughing at that. Um, yeah. Honestly, go her for, like, breaking the guy's nose, though. And I think she did a little bit more than break his nose, if I'm gonna be honest. I think she, like, shattered that. (laughs) Yeah. Although, I do, like, right after that, when they run, run away... And, like, he's he's mad at her for, like, all of the risks that she took. I mean, very rightfully so, yeah. because she took a lot of risks. Yeah. She just p- picks up the the loaf of bread that she got from this dude that's all, like, crumpled <laughs> and lint-covered. She goes, at least I still have the roll. And Mal, like, he's he laughs so hard that he, like, is literally crying. Yeah. And, like... Honestly, It, just, it yes. made me so happy because, like, it feels like... It feels like he's, bec- it's he's more human in this yeah. scene. He's it's helped like he's, I don't know, less afraid. Like he, under- yeah. he's, I don't know. Like can't he's put into relaxing words. more. Yeah. He's becoming the Mal we see in the beginning, at yeah. least a little bit more. Like we're seeing him again, and I, I just love it so. Much. Also, I'm in love with Mal, so like it was really nice to see him happy. Yes, I will mention though. Um, I do think that regardless they would have had to go into town anyways because they are low on food yeah but it does kind of 
suck. Because um, I think that she totally probably could have gone up to the guy and got that role regardless and been fine. I think the biggest issue is they took that, like, that back road and couldn't figure out a way to get away from the robber, mm-hmm. you know? Um, or, like, it would have been better if it was Mal going to the town. Because yeah. they probably don't have as many, like, his face isn't plastered everywhere. And oh, yeah. Nobody's praying to him like they are to Lena. Exactly. You know? So. See, what would have been a smarter course of action for both of them would be, um, to, while everyone's out in the town trying to get bread, because it's bread day, break into someone's house and yeah. take some food. Like, break into a few houses and take a little bit of food from everyone, so you're not, like, stealing everyone's food. Yeah. Or stealing, like, all of someone's food. Like, yeah. just a little bit of food, so that you have enough food. Yeah. Like, I feel like that would have been it better, because no one's paying attention. good for them to at least for Alina to change her appearance in some way. Yeah. Like, I mean, we don't... I don't think it actually says how long her hair is, but if she, at some point, um, she or Mal, like, cut off her hair. Yeah. And, like, made it short and helped, like, changed her clothes, gave her a hat, like, a different hat, um, something so that she is, like, way less recognizable. Yeah. That way they would have been able to go into town and probably been fine, too. Especially if they do the whole cutting her hair with a knife thing, because unless you have the world's sharpest knife, it's going to end up looking very grossly cut. Yeah. And she's not going to look like a person that people pray to on a regular basis. Yeah. Also, that whole scene where, like, I don't think we talked about this yet, but when she comes, she first runs away before she meets Mal, she goes into this whole, like, church to hide. Yeah. And they're praying for, like, the health and well-being of the Saint Alina, and, like, she, like, gets really uncomfortable. Yeah. I, like, I get why the scene's in there, but, like, yeah. Like, the whole just trying to separate herself from that, because I'm also wondering how that image is going to change or adapt after the course of it does 19. make me curious because even on the back it says soldier summoner saint. Yeah. So I'm just like okay. I mean, we're at this point we're already over halfway through the book. Yeah. So like how are things going to change? We have I mean, we do have technically two other books. Yeah. To go through, but also we only have one more podcast on this on book. this book. So it is really, I'm curious about what's going to happen to her and how people are going to react. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly not everybody, I mean, we know that not everybody knows that she is currently missing from the Little Palace. Yeah, it seems like so far, literally only the Grisha know. And it's only, like, the Darklings, like, yeah. soldiers. It's not even, like, all the Grisha. Oh, yeah. So I'm curious about how things are going to change. From here on out. Yeah. I'm sorry, I just opened up to page 281. It's the end of the chapter. And there's a whole... She does... I, I forget what's happening, but they're having some kind of conversation. Let me see. But, or, like, they're... And then, then they go to sleep, and it just says, At some point during the night, I woke up to Mal snoring. I jabbed him in the back with my elbow. He rolled onto his side, muttered something in his sleep, and threw his arm around me. 
A minute later, he was snoring again, but that this time I didn't wake up. I was, like, screaming. That was really cute. Like, that they're was literally just really snuggling cute. in the middle of the forest after being robbed, and, like, I'm so happy. I know. And you know <laughs> that they're probably, like, totally freezing. Oh, But, yeah. like, I, that was really cute. That totally warmed my heart for I'm the so- split second that it did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um... I'd also like to mention, since Emma mentioned how she reads these, I have a tendency to put this <laughs> off until the day before or the day of recording. <laughs> so I read all 100 pages today. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got, yeah. I went through a, an emotional whirlwind today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I had it slow paced. I kept asking Morgan... Like, okay, so, like, how far have you read? Trying to figure out, like, if she'd read the whole Darkling thing yet. Like, because we generally, we've decided not to talk about the book at all until we come to record the podcast. Yes. Which is hard because we see each other several times a week because we work together and we're friends. So, like... We're friends? I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, it's... Yeah. It's really funny when Emma, like, walks into work and she's just like, where are you at with the book? And I'm like, I haven't even picked it up. And she's like, Because, like, things are happening and, like, I just want to, like, gauge emotionally. Like, where I'm at. Yeah. Like, the whole conversation with the background right away, I'm like, okay. So, have you started yet? And you're like, no. And I'm like, okay. You should probably start. <laughs> and then I didn't until yeah. literally today. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, we love Mal. That was a good chapter. It was good. It- so, shall we just talk about chapter 19? I guess. <laughs> that was... That was just that specific chapter was everything that I loved came crashing down around me. <laughs> okay, so first of all, first of all, before we even like go into anything, so let's talk about how Mal completely confesses his love. That was like I was I figured, okay, so I have a story to tell. I thought that this podcast was chapters 14 to 18, so I didn't read chapter 19 yes. until literally right before we pressed record. So the note I left it on was, like, very kind of, they're in a, they're in a cave, they're, like, being, like, mildly romantic, but, like, nothing has been confessed at this point. And I'm like, Morgan's like, okay, yeah, you have to read 19, this is, yes. like, you have to read 19. I'm like, okay. Yes. So, like, I figured it was because... This whole beginning scene where he's, like, he confesses his love, and they kiss, and, like, oh, it's so good, and I'm so happy for, like, a fleeting moment. (laughs) Very fleeting But then, because then also, they find the deer they've been looking for. Yes. They find it, and... That was, okay, that was a really beautiful moment. Where Alina does go up to the stag. Yeah. And she, like, the stag is just, like, totally okay with her. Yeah. And if I'm gonna be honest, I have a feeling that the stag knew that she was gonna kill it. And I think it identified her in a way that it was like, okay, 
my destiny has been to find you. Yeah. And is very at peace with whatever is to come. Yeah. And I think it, um, especially since, I mean, throughout the first part of the story, uh, the Darkling is like, I feel like the stag and you are meant to be together. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, I definitely, when the stag came up to her and she went up to the stag and they had that moment, I'm like, I do really, I did think that it would have been best for her to have killed the stag. Yeah, clearly. But that's not what happens. But that's not at all what happens. Thanks, Darkling Duck. Because <laughs> guess who's back? It's the Darkling. <sighs> Can I just say that I called it? I literally called it from, like, the second that she and Mal got together. I was like, they're not going to be alone at all. Oh, no. There, something's going to happen. And oh, something yeah. bad's going to happen. And I was right. Oh, yeah. Um, I am kind of curious about how... So, okay, so clearly, Mal is like, they're not going to find the stag without me. Mm -hmm. So that means either they found somebody who found the stag. Or they've been following. Or they've been following them. I'm pretty sure they've been following, but at a distance because they wanted to find the stag. Yeah. So, like, like he's been covering the tracks, but probably not well enough. Probably. Or also, they stopped mentioning for a while that they were covering the tracks, so he might have been not as careful. Yeah. Especially since he's been more relaxed now. Yeah. He's not being as careful and he slips up and they're like, okay, we found him. Especially after the, after the whole thing in the town with over the bread. Yeah. Then they clearly know that they are there. Yeah. And I'm sure this probably, um, not as, like, it's not as broad in, uh, what, what is it called? Sibia? Sibetia? Sibia. Sibia? I have no idea how to say that. Anyways, um, I'm sure that Tsubaya is not as broad of an area as, you know, the entirety of Ravka. (laughs) (laughs) So I am, so it was probably pretty easy to find them after that incident in the town where they just ran up a mountain, didn't look back, didn't try to like cover their tracks. Yeah. So that was probably the biggest mistake. And that was where I think they probably started getting followed. Yeah. If they were followed, of course. Since we don't know for sure yet, and I'm sure we'll probably find out in I the mean, next 50 pages. who's gonna be able to find the deer? Ivan? Ivan's just a big meat-headed punk. Okay. <laughs> he so is! I mean, I still love him, but... I just want to punch him in the nose, man. Yeah. He's got a punchable face right now. <laughs> yeah. I think they all kind of have a punchable face right now. Including Jay- Mal, I'm sorry. <laughs> Mal, the whole, like, okay, so basically, the Darkling and Mal, it's basically the Darkling versus Mal and Alina, and Alina is being overpowered, and she says to Mal, like, basically, you need to kill me now before it's too late, and he can't do it, and, like, it just breaks my heart so much. That was a hard part to read. I can't, you can't hurt Mal like that. You can't do it. I'm I know. sorry, I don't care who you are. That was a really hard part to read. And I really thought that she was going to be able to overtake the Darkling. Because she was, like, super powerful. But he got inside her head. And I think yeah. 
Had he not gotten inside her head, I think she would have been able to defeat him. Also, he makes their whole makeout session thing sound so gross. He does! Like, okay, I'm gonna read this. It's, um, does the boy know how willingly you were, or how willing you were to give yourself to me? Did you tell him what I showed you in the dark? It's like, what? (laughs) Like, what did you show her in the dark? You didn't show her anything! It was, it was, it was gross. I was uncomfortable, but it got inside her head. It worked, and she was overpowered, and he was able to kill the deer. I or I think the deer's already dead at this point. Uh, He's no, already, I think no. he, he kills the deer after. Okay. He yeah. kills the deer, like, right before they leave. Yeah, he kills the deer... And he's brought Genya's, um, the the guy that Genya has a crush on, David, who's, like, the fabricator, brings him to, like, make the collar. That is... like, ugh. I hated that. Part of me feels like, I feel like David does like Genya. Yeah. And it makes me think even more that Genya's being, something's happening to Genya. Oh, yeah. And he's doing no. it to protect Genya. 100%. Especially since he can't look Alina in the eyes yeah. throughout the whole thing. Like, he does not want to be there. He knows what he's doing is wrong. Yeah, He no. just also knows that he has to do this. I, I like, I want to know, I even wrote on, like, the last page, like, did Genya know the Darkling's plan? And if so, was she going to warn, like... She totally kind of gave that slight warning at the beginning of this reading with she, be careful of powerful men. I feel like David might have tipped her off to an extent so that she knew yeah. something was happening, which would explain the hint, like, hey, he's going to do something. I don't know what it is, yeah. but, like, you be need careful. to be safe. Yeah. Like, like, I'm not sure how bad this is going to be, but something's coming. And I want to know what... What's happen- What's gonna happen to Genya? Oh, I really want to know what's gonna happen to Genya. I, I am genuinely like so like scared because I don't want anything bad to happen to her. Of course. Uh huh. And then like, now that clearly the Darkling has thus far won and has taken um, Alina, what is gonna happen to the fold? Oh, Since yeah. he was gonna take over it and kind of push it into other countries like what's gonna happen now that Alina isn't I mean she's obviously gonna be used but Alina was originally gonna probably try to like rally a bunch of people if she never got caught probably rally people and then take over the fold yeah but now that she can't do that and she is back under the Darklings um like control like what's gonna happen I've got so many questions. Oh, yeah. I feel Lee, like, why did you do this to us? I feel like David, even though he's doing what like something he doesn't want to, I feel like he might have like figured out a way to like work in a like like a backdoor kind of like encoding like where they have like a backdoor like a firewall where you can like get in. Yeah. I feel like he has something. Oh yeah. Like cuz he clearly doesn't want to do this. But he can't let anyone know in that moment. Yeah. So I feel like there's something. I hope there is. I really, I'm really hope hoping. There is. But also, something interesting happens. If it's like the second or so like the last full page, where the Darkling says, "Send word to the Apparat to be ready." Like, 
I okay, this is where I get into theory of the Darkling's heritage because I feel like the apparat might be his dad. Huh. He looks old and like absolute death. The same way that Bagra looks really, really old. So like Huh. But like clearly they aren't together, so like really evil dad maybe and then like like good mom makes Darkling Duck. So like he's working with his he'll be working with the dad or yeah. like maybe following dad the dad's with footsteps. Him. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, I think it might be. Huh. That's. As soon as that's I. That's a really good theory. I came up with that right before we started this because I saw the, the app. He's like, send word to the apparat to be ready. I'm like, why does he want him? Why does he want him to be ready? It's like, well, who we do, who do we not know about? We don't know about the father. Because I had, yeah. que- had questions before about, like, who is his dad? I want to know. Who the dad is, what happened to him. I was thinking maybe, like, originally we'd learned something about, like, maybe he killed his dad. Yeah. Maybe his dad was a Darkling. But I'm thinking that his dad might be the Apparat, who looks like death. Which would also explain why he's doing all sorts of weird recruiting of Alina. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, are you ready to be a saint? Because he knows what's going to happen with her. Yeah. So he's like, okay. I want to see how willing you are to do certain things because you're going to be under my son's control so I can use you for these religious things because also, like, in his mind, he's probably like, oh, yeah, my son will let me use her for, like, these things, but probably not. That's so... Oh, I don't like that. (laughs) Oh, I don't like that at all. I don't like any of this. I need... Uh, we have to wait another two weeks before we can talk about this again. Morgan. I know this is not good. That makes me. It's gonna be after Christmas that we can finally just be like, "Hey, so here's how the book ends." I know. I'm not. And if you finally read the letter from Mal that's sitting in the back of this book. Oh my god! I can't wait to I, read. All I want to do is read it because, like, I've never I haven't read it, but I keep looking at it. I'm looking at it right now. I know. I am too. It, like. I think I've said this before, that it has, it's clearly like a computer font, but my first thought when I look at it is just how cute, um, Mal's handwriting is. (laughs) I feel like like, in real life his handwriting would not be this nice. I mean, I could see him, because it has weird capitalization in here, I could totally see him writing like this. Okay, yeah. Totally the weird capitalization, but I feel like... His handwriting would be the kind of handwriting that you'd look at and you're like, I'm never going to be able to read this. Yeah. So. Yes. Is that all that we have to say on this? I guess. I am so... (sighs) So many emotions. There's so much. So much. There was so much. I am excited for this last 50 pages because there's going to be a lot, but I'm also just like... Not mentally prepared. I'm not emotionally prepared. My heart can't take this anymore, Morgan. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> There's too much happening right now. I can't deal with it. I'm sorry. It's okay. I can get. I, I'm holding out for a happy ending. If it's not, I'm just gonna be. If it's not, that just means that we have to read the second book. Yeah. I mean, either way, I think we're already committed to reading the second book. Yes. But if it's not a happy ending, that I've already bought the second book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'll definitely be. 
it'll be a podcast of Morgan talking, and then I'll just be, you'll hear silent sobs from me. <laughs> just laying on Morgan's bed, just crying. Wow, could you imagine? That'd be great, honestly. It's like an hour and a half of, like, you pause for, like, my comments, but it's just me crying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope that it doesn't get to that point. You never but, know. you know, knowing the Lee way Bardugo. The, the, the way this book is going and the way things are going at work with our customers, I could see that very much. Yes. Just, I just cry. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how this all goes. And also just knowing Lee Bardugo and how she wrote Six of Crows and how that ended, honestly, like, I don't think either of us are prepared. <sighs> oh, well. It'll be okay, though. We'll survive. I hope. Uh. 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 <laughs> and that's all for this episode. We hope you guys have enjoyed our thoughts on Shadow and Bone by Lee Bardugo. We'll see you guys in our next episode where we are going to continue Shadow and Bone from chapter 20, page 309, to the end of the book. And don't forget to check out our Instagram for updates on the podcast. Follow us at T underscore plus underscore good books. And that's the tea. Woo!